Welcome to this week's podcast. My name is Evan Nathaniel Grimm, the founder and lead analyst of Inner Worlds Astrology. And this week we have the Capricorn full moon. This is the big reveal. This is when the walls come down. Stay tuned. All right. Thanks for hanging in there. I know I was off last week, but I'm back to give you some insight. So um, this week, like I said, we are going to experience the Capricorn full moon. Of course, we have a Capricorn full moon every single year. What makes this one special is that the moon is very close to Pluto, which is the planet of destruction and rebirth. So you're going to feel a mounting intensity throughout the week. And like I said in the introduction, it is kind of an expose or a big reveal. And we're going to experience this on at various altitudes of society. So in your own personal life, this could happen. Uh, but even at the very, very tippy top, uh, there is really no, um, you know, bureaucracy or hierarchy or institution that is immune to uh, astrological transits, including full moons. And full moons tend to uh, really d reveal something. Uh, it is a culmination or a blossoming of something that's been brewing since the new moon, in this case, Cancer. Um, but when we think about Pluto and Capricorn, where it's been since 2008, we have had this sort of perennial ebb and flow or dialectic of institutions sort of uh, demonstrating their might, right? This, uh, this mantra of too big to fail really came about when Pluto entered Capricorn. But we've consistently seen that institutions are not always too big to fail. They're not always airtight. They're not always, um, you know, exactly the same on the inside as they present themselves on the outside. So Pluto is uh, creating these revelations um, and it's intensifying the potential revelations in this case, just given the, the proximity uh, to that full moon. But I do want to start off with Sunday. So I'm going to do Sunday, July 10th, all the way through next Saturday. So on Sunday, uh, we do have this, um, you know, Sag moon, quite, that's quite optimistic. It's, uh, you know, uh, very hopeful and kind of has a message to convey. So on the Sunday here, people are interested in, um, you know, really communicating something that they're very passionate about, or even kind of opening their mind to completely new ideas. So it's a very curious moon, um, opposite Gemini, you know, Gemini and Sag are both very whimsical signs, open and adaptable to new information that comes in. So right now people are feeling this uh, urge maybe to travel or book a trip uh, or to, you um, embark on a new learning journey. Maybe you're starting to learn astrology. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so Sunday, I think Sunday feels pretty good. Mercury is coming up to a conjunction pretty close with the sun. I mean, you know, that's that's always nice. The moon is trining Jupiter, trining Chiron. Um, you know, that. So, so Sunday is a nice day of learning. Monday, we still have the Sag moon. Um, so hitting off the day with, um, you know, an optimistic outlook. Um, and, and, and kind of feeling like you can bring more of the outside world in to your sphere. So, you know, Sagittarius is very open. So uh, I like that. It is going to square Neptune briefly on Monday, let's say in the early afternoon Pacific time, late afternoon Eastern time. 
So there will be a moment there of detachment from reality, basically, and maybe, um, you know, transcending into a different kind of dreamland. So if you're a creative uh, and you have, let's say you're a musician, I would say Monday evening, great time for a rehearsal. If you're an artist, good time to paint. If you're a writer and you do creative writing, uh, this is the time to take out the pen and paper. Uh, so really Monday late afternoon. Um, and into Tuesday, and by the way, the, the full moon is Wednesday, so I'm kind of crescendoing to that. Uh, so by Tuesday, the moon does enter Capricorn, and we start to feel a little bit more, uh, like, you know, a little bit more serious and sensible and deferential, you know, Cap. so, so Capricorn tends to, um, you know, feel this urge to commit to something, you know, and, and, and it feels like it has the mentality that actions have consequences. And so therefore, anything we do is a serious commitment and says a lot about our character. Um, but oftentimes Capricorns will ask for permission to do things because of that deferential quality. They will ask permission from authority figures. Does this uh, fit in with the rules? Does this Is this socially acceptable? That's the only drawback to Capricorn. But, you know, it's not always a bad thing, of course. We need structure out of chaos. Uh, so Tuesday, people are starting to feel like they're, they're hitting the brakes on something a little bit. Uh, however, the moon squares Jupiter. Jupiter creates confidence. It's a Sagittarian planet. So, um, you know, maybe there is actually a little bit of boldness and risk-taking and motivation uh, kind of thrown in there. But I do want to jump into that Wednesday. I mean... Because everything leading up to Wednesday this week does feel like the calm before the storm. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that the, again, the proximity to Pluto is very intense. And it just, it, it, it's almost like a surrender that, you know, maybe people, maybe you, maybe you listening, maybe you've been holding in uh, a secret about yourself. Maybe you... Um, you know, have a wall that you've put up to prevent closeness with others that has impeded your intimacy. Um, now this full moon is when those walls come down and when your position is no longer tenable. So maybe, you know, again, you've been holding in your true feelings for a long time. It, I, it could have even stemmed all the way back to the Capricorn new moon six months earlier. So you do want to think and reflect on January. I believe it was the first week of January. I mean, it was a long, it was a while ago. It might have even been late December, but I I, I think it was, you know, it was, it was at the beginning of this year. So at the beginning of this year, you might have set a new course or set a new goal. I mean, that's very typical during the New Year's resolutions. Um, and on this full moon, you might be uh, realizing and manifesting that in a positive sense, but otherwise. There could have also been something that you felt uh, you had to keep hidden uh, because, again, Capricorn um, prefers, doesn't prioritize the emotions and the vulnerabilities because work has to get done. We have to, again, fit into society, and that requires us to not cry like a baby, to not, um, you know, even not to, like, be too humorous or whimsical. So going back to Gemini and Sag, Gemini and Sag are willing to kind of tell you anything about themselves, right? Like they might say, well, you know, I, I don't know. I might be an alien, right? For example, as a joke, right? But but other signs are going to be like, well, I don't know. Are you? And, and they'll just take them very seriously. So <laughs> Gemini and Sag are, are just here to kind of like play around and have fun. 
But then you you get into the Capricorn zone, and it's like, well, no, let's actually get serious now. Let's stop messing around. Like maybe, um, you know, uh, how are we going to be the biggest business? How are we going to be the most successful entrepreneur if we don't, you know, crunch through all and, and get in the trenches and do the hard work every single day? So, so Capricorn has this toughness, but a lot of times it cannibalizes them because they they are suppressing their emotions and it actually has a lot in common i think with scorpio but the scorpio moon um you know both the capricorn and scorpio moons are not all that interested in being vulnerable they put up a very tough facade and uh, oftentimes they are tough because they can you know they're, they're resilient deep down but you know i think there's a softness that needs to be nurtured and that's what cancer is all about so on the cancer new moon we do think about that we think about what are what are what do we need to nourish within ourselves? What do we need to nurture? What is worth protecting? And scan uh, and cancer is cancer is very hyper aware of scarcity. So cancers will do things like uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll fill up their gas tank when it's only half full or half empty. However you want to look at it. Maybe they will always have a reserve of cash. Maybe they will always have a reserve. Maybe they'll have a second. Uh, place of land, like piece of land or a second apartment in case something goes wrong there. I mean, I don't know. You know, cancers will go to very great lengths to make sure they're protected because they're very aware of insecurity and, uh, you know, the fact that they need to feel emotionally comfortable um, because, I mean, they're, they're aware of their vulnerabilities. They're hyper aware of that, of like, what would I do if I ran out of gas? What if I was in the middle of the desert? That wouldn't go so well. So, Cap uh, so, so cancers are very focused on vulnerability, whereas Capricorns are like, I, they're kind of like, well, I don't really always think that that's my default. I'm not operating from that place. I'm operating from this mindset of like, I'm going to do whatever possible, whatever necessary to keep ascending to the top. And it's going to require you know, it's going to require, you know, navigating tough times, navigating scarcity, but, uh, you know, the earth signs are not as concerned about that because it's more, more about driving results. Re you know, earth signs are, are results driven. So it's like, whatever is, um, going to get me the revenue, get me the financial success, even maybe the fame, whatever it is, like, I'm willing to kind of, uh, just keep going forward. And assume in a lot of ways that it'll work out and, and just kind of remaining grounded in myself here. So, I mean, look, that, that's all great. But but sometimes Capricorn is so divorced from cancer being the opposite sign that it will completely forget about the home base. It'll just go out there and crunch away until it gets to the top. But along the way, you do sacrifice your emotional needs. Right. And then, you know, Capricorn and cancer is the axis of home and, and, and family and work. So the home versus the career. Capricorn is out there thinking mostly about work. Cancer is insular and thinking mostly about the roots and the nest. So, you know, anytime we have a moon cycle, a lunar cycle on this axis, um, these are the, the concerns. What is the relationship between my, my home and my work? But anyways, to, to get back to my original point, um, the Capricorn moon, when it's full, uh, sometimes this is a realization around what you want to achieve in the long run. But in this case, when it's conjunct to Pluto, there are very 
deep and intense and profound emotions suddenly swelling up to the surface. So it's almost an honorary Scorpio moon whenever we have that Pluto conjunction. And so this is your time to kind of disintegrate and break down a lot of coping mechanisms. You've been, like, again, we've all put up walls to avoid that vulnerability, to avoid that feeling of, like, maybe we can't. Maybe we, we can't get to the top. Maybe we need a break. Like, Capricorn will set all of that aside. And now Pluto is pushing our subconscious to the conscious. It's pushing it to the surface. And it's saying, well, actually, we all have deep needs for bonding as a means to restore security. We are not fully secure. We actually have insecurities here. Um, and so that full moon will have you admitting. It's an admission of something here. It's an admission of humanness, really. I, I don't want to call it a weakness, but Capricorn thinks it's a weakness, right? When you start to succumb to the emotions. And at the same time, Mercury is essentially opposing that Pluto and that moon. So there is a heightened sensitivity in terms of what you want to communicate, what you're thinking about and what you want to communicate to others. So it's like, this is the energy of, I need a break. I actually want the foundation to have a little bit of a break in it because I know that if I keep hiding and locking away my most repressed memories, then I'm not going to get to the top. Maybe we actually take a little break at base camp one or base camp two or wherever you are as you ascend to the top because you will get to the top. That's Capricorn. It's this confidence that you will get there. However, um, you know, it's not sustainable if you're not admitting your, your emotional needs. Okay, so that is the power of this full moon. So just kind of roll with this and reflect in the days leading up to this Wednesday at 11:37 a.m. Pacific time, you know, reflect reflect on what are uh, what have you been hiding away? What are you afraid to face? Because you might you might as well journal about it now because it might come up in your life inadvertently without you even necessarily intending to discuss it, right? It could just be an external event that forces a discussion. So you might as well uh, have a rubric now for how you would navigate your most, um, your, your psychological scars, really. Um, you know, and, and Pluto at the 27th degree, I mean, it's, it's possible that it's something from the age of 27, not, not, not guaranteed, but you know, the degrees tend to matter quite a bit. And even they can have some synchronicities with other numerological phenomenon throughout your life. So 27 years, we're talking 27 months into something, 27 seconds into something, 27 minutes into something. Maybe that's 27 minutes into a conversation when the secret comes out. So um, I, in my opinion, if you believe in astrology, then you believe in synchronicities. And if you believe in synchronicities, then you believe that the degrees uh, correspond to many other um, phenomenon in life. So that's an interesting tidbit. Um, but otherwise, yes, um, there is certainly uh, a deep reveal. And Neptune is squaring uh, Venus at the same time. So, um, you know, th this actually has the energy of a devotional kind of love, a sacrificial love, but it might be too much at times, uh, you know, because Neptune dissolves boundaries and sometimes 
creates idealistic scenarios and codependencies. I don't want to overemphasize that though, because I think the, the the Pluto moon square or the Pluto moon conjunction will overpower almost any other transit in the sky right here. Um, but it is worth noting. Um, and then we continue to have Jupiter and Aries, uh, which is the confidence to embark on your own journey. Um, and there is still a T-square essentially with the nodes and Saturn. Um, and really, you know, Chiron, like look, Chiron and Aries is squaring this moon. So this is all the, you know, all the cardinal signs are involved except for Libra and the planet that rules Libra Venus is squaring Neptune. So, I mean, this this has a element, the element of a crossroads and Chiron in the mix here actually doubles down on the Plutonic themes of, you know, in this case, it's actually vulnerability. So I, I was just talking about that. So you're revealing something about yourself that is very vulnerable that actually leads eventually to self-acceptance. Because a lot of us, a lot of people don't accept themselves fully or they don't love themselves fully because they haven't come to terms with their weaknesses. And, uh, and so um, I really do think this is a window um, to address that and to say, you know what, I'm not invincible. Um, I'm not infallible. And this applies to institutions as well. Like I said, Capricorn ruling hierarchies. I would not be shocked if information comes out about uh, very large, reliable, supposedly reliable institutions. And saying, well, you know what, there are weaknesses here. So, um, you know, uh, so just like look out for that. Look out for that as well. And this is occurring right after the Pluto, the second Pluto return. The Pluto return of the U.S. in the U.S. natal chart is really uh, exact on the 11th, the night of the 11th. So just to keep, you know, keep that in the mix, I do think the Pluto return uh, part two is going to have an enormous bearing on our economy and our economic health in the United States. So look out for economic shocks, uh, the 11th and 12th. And even if not, I think we're leading up, we'll probably just at least get a hint of it and lead up to that by the end of July. By the end of July, there's going to be a mass exodus of people leaving their jobs in droves. I did a TikTok about this. Um, that's when Mars, Uranus, and the North Node conjunct in Taurus at the 18th degree, the Virgoan degree. This is when work and the economy completely go through a seismic destabilizing event. Um, so even if the Pluto return part two, uh, comes, you know, happens in a very, with very subtle news. I do think it's still crescendoing to the end of July. I think that is one of the biggest transits of the year, if not the biggest. Uh, so I think that's July 29th, 30th, 31st era, uh, or week. Um, so, um, you know, even this full moon in, in Capricorn could, uh, presage that of, again, there are serious weaknesses in the economy, in our foundational systems. And, um, you know, that, you know, that, that's just putting a spotlight on it. Now, another thing with the square to Chiron is I think there, you know, this, uh, you know, th this entire saga of like the overturning of Roe v. Wade, I think that's, that, that's certainly continuing to be part of the national dialogue because Roe v. Wade was overturned upon its Chiron return. So when, when Roe v. Wade was, um, you know, decided upon in 1973, I think, Chiron was at the same point in Aries here. So it's have, it had its Chiron return when it was overturned. And so now Chiron squaring the moon, moon being, uh, you know, uh, the general public in mundane astrology, but also female figures. And then Venus being women's issues, squaring Neptune. It's like there, it feels like there is a lot of um, continual dialogue, continual anger around the decision and, and, and people continuing to, um, you know, really push for, 
the securing of women's rights maybe through alternative means. We saw Biden, you know, with uh, issue the executive order protecting these rights. Um, there, I think, around this entire week will be um, uh, continuous pushes, though, for more. Okay, like how can we actually make sure that these uh, that women's rights and abortion rights and rights to contra contraception? How do we ensure that they remain intact? Right. So. I do think that that's very evident in this um, in this full moon here, just because of the fact that it's squaring Chiron. Now, Mercury squaring Chiron as well. So I, I think in general, just to bring this back to a personal level as well, just in your in your everyday life, um, I do think vulnerabilities are top of mind, um, and this could stem all the way back to like childhood. Like you know, Chiron and Aries actually kind of is tangential and stems from this concept of like bullying and having been bullied. So these are actually moments that people might think about. So like maybe you were bullied when you were in second grade for your height or something. And then like for a brief period of time, and then, you know, you kind of became an average height. So people stopped necessarily think talking about it a lot, but it's still like it left a scar on you psychologically. Right. That is another process that is underway this week. I think it might um, reopen some wounds essentially. Because um, Chiron and Aries shakes you to your core and it makes you feel like you have to almost like um, protect your uh, strength. Like your strength is being called into question or you might just feel like things are very personal or like they're slights. Um, so so again, I mean, you, you, you kind of want to just like, again, be honest with yourself about what are my vulnerabilities, but also understand that everyone else is on this journey. So you don't want to like just erupt or, you know, jump into conflicts for the sake of it. Like not don't project. Right. But there is that temptation with that Chiron square. So you just want to be cautious of that and, and kind of stand in solidarity with others that other people are, are addressing their vulnerabilities and weaknesses at this time. Now, the final thing I want to mention there is the moon is trining Uranus, which is quite, um, you know, progressive. Um, and it's that, you know, Uranus is the change agent. So that gives me even more energy of this. This this gives me even more indicators that there will be continual discussions and dialogues around political um, issues and issues of human rights. Now, jumping into Thursday, uh, we get the Aquarius moon, which is highly social, um, collaborative, but by Friday, it conjuncts to Saturn. Friday, you might feel uh, all of a sudden like a Capricorn again, very serious and, um, you know, uh, yeah, like you, you, you're taking your work seriously, but you know, overall, I think it's still always nice to have an Aquarius moon to kind of, it's going to speed up the dialogue for sure. Then by Saturday, we get the Pisces moon. That's going to be a little bit more restful and relaxing and creative heading. And then, um, heading into Sunday, even we still have the Pisces moon conjunct to Neptune by the 17th, which is also quite visionary. Uh, and then throughout this time, throughout this month, Mars is in Taurus, so especially for the fixed signs, they're thinking about how to monetize things, uh, you know, push their business forward or rethink uh, their value systems. I mean, Mars and Taurus is just pushing for more resources, really. So people are just motivated right now to gain more resources. Oftentimes that is money or possessions, furniture, fashion, maybe even in just enjoying nature or music. So um, I don't want to paint that as overly hedonistic, but you know, it is there. And again, it's, it's, it's leading up to that conjunction with Uranus at the end of July, which is a total, uh, you know, it's probably chaotic, but it, it's really this, this time of social progress. So it could be quite exciting. So anyways, um, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I 
offer readings. If you want to talk to me one-on-one -on -one about your chart, I offer one-on-one uh, -on -one sessions. I opened up my calendar for the rest of the year because I quit my corporate job. I'm doing this full-time astrology. I also do offer mini readings. Uh, one quick point about those. I don't always get to them everyone's mini reading requests because I am often maxed out at a certain point or overbooked. If you get a rejection notice from the platform I use, rest assured you automatically are refunded. You didn't uh, ultimately spend anything, um, but you can always come back to me until I, I eventually will get to you. Um, I am starting to, I am going to start pivoting towards a system where I just put a cap on it every week so it just doesn't show up on my page to avoid those situations. But I know that I had a video that, that, that sort of generated a lot of interest in this. Uh, so I'm still kind of managing that, but I rest assured again, I will get to you eventually. So anyways, thank you so much and hope you're ready for this full moon. It's going to affect whatever house Capricorn is at in your charts. So keep that in mind as well and have a great week. Now I feel the love you've buried is coming up now.